Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, you had to be there, the crappy quiz and a slight tangent. Does that count? (laughs) Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. You've heard about uh, La Rochelle's Everest-inspired run to the Champions Cup title, the man behind that, and more in the realm of theming in sport. A man described by Ronan Agarra three weeks ago as a key part of the La Rochelle jigsaw is on the line. David Sharkey, good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks very much for having me on. Thanks many for jumping on. Do you accept congratulations uh, for the La Rochelle win? Uh, reluctantly. Um, it's nice to be a small part of what is a very exciting uh, story. Um, I think it's... It's appealed to lots of people, lots of neutrals out there uh, in Ireland, the UK and uh, in France as well. So, yeah, it's nice to be a very, very small part of that jigsaw. Did you Do you get to be part of the La Rochelle staff on the day? Do you get to the games? How does that work out? So when I go out for visits to Marcel de Flandre, I would go with the team. I'd be part of the... The entourage going in in the midst of a lot of uh, very excited La Rochelle fans with flares and screaming and shouting and wondering who's that strange guy in a blue jacket. Uh, the last time I was out there, I managed to wear the colours of Bayonne uh, rather than uh, La Rochelle that weekend. So I think I'm going to have to get a bit more kit if I am to be part of the backroom staff on de- game day. We're down at the Aviva. I didn't go. No, I made the call early enough not to go. Uh, I am... La Rochelle's only Leinster fan and uh, I could do it a year off after the last three years uh, but no I made the call that on game day in that instance uh, my job was done I suppose throughout the week uh, throughout we myself and Raj had sort of set up so uh, I made the call to to stay at home and try and stay calm after 11 minutes which I just about managed It must be a very cool thing to like you paint a lovely picture there earlier on with that sort of uh being part of the backroom team for that thing where you're not there week in week out it still holds that novelty almost of 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 it being a very cool thing I presume to do on match day absolutely no I remember when I went out for pre-season a few years ago uh, I the, the team was sort of in a in a circle in a meeting room and I was observing so I sat behind and Roger was very very clear no 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 you're you're either you're in the huddle or you're out of the room so uh, he's very very keen for me to sort of be be in the midst of it so whenever I've been out it's been very much so uh, as close as I can um, in the warm up uh, against that game in Bayonne sorry in April I was uh, I was I was sat on the bench up until about maybe 15 20 minutes before kickoff chatting to a few of the, the injured players trying out my pretty terrible French uh, and discussing maybe some of the upcoming games and, and things like that uh, with the group so yeah it's, it's, it's great to be as I said yeah the novelty still has some worn off of being a, being a part of it Can we spool back a little bit Dave just for the people who are coming to it fresh I think there'll be plenty of rugby fans that are familiar with your story but there'll be plenty of people who won't just to spool back a little bit first of all to talk to us about a little bit about what it is you actually do yeah, it's a really, really good question. Uh, and it's one I have to explain a lot. And when I try to explain it in French, it, it usually falls apart. So uh, thankfully, I don't have to give it, have to try it here today. It's on so, safe territory here, yeah. <laughs> we're super cool. Um, so I've been called lots of things. Uh, communications caddy for Raj, a sort of ghostwriter for him. But ultimately, I'm a communications uh, consultant. Uh, my, my, my company is Team Architecture Limited. And what we do is we specialize in the use of themes and stories to motivate, engage high-performing teams and sport and business. So, well, what, what on earth does that, all of that mean? So ultimately, I, I support Raj with 
his key messaging and how he might deliver some of those key messages week to week. So I'll design lots of the pre-match, post-match uh, presentations. I'll de uh, design some mindset videos or content and I'll sort of try and steer him through what it is he's trying to convey uh, through the use of this uh, this idea of theming, which uh, I've uh, I've sort of stumbled into myself over the last number of years. Was that, um, am I right to say that was from the famous, I call it famous because I think I've watched it three or four times, 1014 podcast? Uh, yes. Uh, so I would have been, I would have been coaching myself. I would have listened into some of the some of the stuff that Raj and, and uh, Scott Robertson would have spoken about on the 1014 podcast. And that was the first time they'd given any sort of insight. Now, they still didn't give a huge amount. No. Um, and I sort of took with that and ran with it. And then lo and behold, I'm, I'm sort of working with Raj here uh, all these years later. So you start to implicate that. You were involved in uh, rugby coaching at that time with your team. So you come back to them and you say, I've heard this thing. Can we give this a go? Yeah, so I'd actually been working on a project the year before, which was looking at redefining masculinity. So it was based around the idea of character coaching. So lots of people in sport will talk about selecting on character, but not many people talk about developing character. So that was something that I, I sort of wanted to look at. So I was exploring that idea the year before. And then when I saw theming, I thought that was actually a better way to connect those ideas together. Um, so I, I started exploring that, heard the podcast, or sorry, heard the YouTube clip with, uh, with Raj and the lads from the 1014 and thought, hang on, this might be a way to do that. Started doing it, wrote it up, and then Raj reached out to me um, to do it for them. It's uh, We are lucky enough to have uh, Raj on the show every so often, David, uh, regularly, actually. Um, and it strikes me as no surprise that he'd be someone who'd be into the idea of teaming and motivating players in that, in that sort of sense. Uh, so essentially, teaming for people who are unfamiliar, you're using metaphors and stories to, to motivate and engage players. Yes, yeah, so theming maybe has a it's sorry, it's far more widespread than people think. Yeah. Uh, people use analogies, metaphors all the time in sport, in life, in business. Theming is just maybe being a bit more deliberate with that and aligning it to what you're doing already. It's not an additional thing, it sits on top of what you're trying to deliver. So it's a new way to engage old messages uh, or to deliver you know, uh, content in an engaging way that helps players or people to learn, makes it stick, embeds. Uh, key ideas around language or key concepts that you want people to use moving forward. So it can be very, very effective if it's done well. Don't get me wrong. It's done terribly in lots of environments. <laughs> and some people I've, I've had to advise going, I think you should probably stop theming because when it becomes a distraction from what it is you're trying to trying to achieve and trying to do, then stop. It has to align to what it is that you're trying to do. And Raj is someone who's a curious uh, coach. He's fairly innovative uh, in, in what he's trying to do. He saw the benefits of theming down in the Crusaders. And I think when he saw I was doing it, he was wondering, well, how good is this, uh, this guy's French? It's not good, uh, but we, we, we get by how does the whole process come together, David? Like, what's the starting point for that? Like, is it... So you've talked a little bit about your interactions with Ronan, uh, with the players. So what's the the foundation blocks for that? Because I did wonder, like, who who within the organisation are actually feeding into how that uh, theme is landed on or how the, um, how, how the threads of that fall out then over the course of a season? 
So predominantly it's through Raj. It's probably expanding. Now that it's our third season doing this, we're sort of expanding things out into connecting with other players. The more players get to know what it is my role uh, is exactly when I show up in a big blue jacket in the opposition colours and I'm walking in with them, uh, wondering what, what it is that I'm doing there. Um, but it is expanding out, but largely it's through Raj. So I tend to work with with head coaches or, or people, again, close to the top of an organisation, if it is, uh, as I said, in business, uh, because ultimately the, if, if we can deliver the key message as I say, the right messages by the right people at the right time can be really, really powerful. So I'll tend to work with Raj, but it has to come from him initially. I can then shape it and suggest things. And the better I know him and the environment, or as I like to say, if I know what the temperature is like in the room, I can know how to pitch the message. But when I'm remote via Zoom or WhatsApp and uh, I'm not in the room regularly, I, I have to work through him to do that. Now, there are other players who will come into that. And as I said, when I do go out there, I try and soak up as much as I can so I get a best sense of how to deliver some of this content uh, to, to Raj. Who are the good... Who are the good uh, you'll only be as giving as you want to be, so treat this question whatever way you want. Who are the uh, best players in that environment or coaches or whoever you want in La Rochelle at the minute that are feeding in? So I suppose, again, for me, it makes it makes a lot of sense where a lot of the English-speaking uh, players who have an understanding of theming, and that's something that people often miss, the Crusaders are excellent at theming because they've been doing it for years. It's part of their culture. When Raj and I started this three years ago, it wasn't. So we drew on the likes of you know Will Skelton, who would have experienced theming at the Crusaders, Ahea West, who left La Rochelle um, uh, last year. He would have explored theming in New Zealand. Um, Tawira Carbarlo, Victor Vito, these kinds of guys. Um, so I would have certainly... Um, uh, sat down with them a lot and kind of discussed maybe the, the certain angles. But you're looking for the dynamic in the group uh, in some cases. Um, I certainly did try to speak French with uh, Greg Aldrit until uh, I realised, someone told me later, he speaks pretty good English uh, after about 15 <laughs> or 20 minutes of me trying to speak to him. But uh, the better I get at French, the more I'll be able to connect to those players. It's one of those, uh, I even think it's such a new and modern initiative and it's brilliant as well but like even Ronan probably looks at it now theming as something that he could have utilised through his own playing career like I even think of the the 9 Grand Slam team even up to that stage probably theming wasn't a wasn't a, a thing that was massively u- used or utilised I'd probably say it was used in a sort of in a, in a, in a smaller sense mm. um, it was maybe used short term and people tend to do that they tend to jump between different themes and stories uh, whereas I suppose what we're trying to do is yes you can have a theme or a story but it doesn't have to be the same story what's the message you're trying to convey the, the famous one that Raj and I started with was uh, Les, uh, Les Premiers which was the first because he wanted La Rochelle to win something for the first time because they never won anything so we found a way to thread that story of first every type of way you could dice a first and I suppose that's why he reached out to me who's a qualified English teacher who looks at stories in lots of different ways uh, and is able to maybe do that uh, with it but I think it's far more prevalent than people think uh, when, I, when I give presentations and I'm giving one tonight to the Australian Institute of Sport at about midnight uh, so it's a long day for me but uh you know, when I present to people like them they'll turn around and go oh we've actually been doing something like this previously uh, we've 
you know, I, I recognize lots of this. It's just we didn't necessarily call it theming. So, yeah. it, w- listen, whether people knew it at the time or not, it was probably there. Maybe it's not as prevalent as maybe myself and Roger doing it. When you're talking about first there, Le Premier, uh, like, and I'm a, I'm a big space geek and big into the moon landings. Adrian will know where I'm heading with this. But, like, you, you'd have used the, the, the first moon landing, for example, as, as one, I know, around the 50th anniversary in, in uh, 2019, was it? of Apollo 11 so like even maybe explain to us how you, you would use something like that a, an historical event and the stories of, of Armstrong Aldrin and Collins as as inspiration in a sporting sense so the message of Apollo is one that I've, I've used in lots of different ways and it's such a vast story similar to Everest um, it's a huge story that there's so many different avenues and angles you could look at it people tend to use Everest or the Apollo missions as one single story they, they said they go to the moon they got there well done. And, and they sort of move on, whereas I'm sort of thinking, hang on, there's a hell of a lot more in there if you, if you dig through it. So we used Apollo in some senses to look at, well, what was the ambition that was shown to, you know, state the aims by JFK that, you know, they were going to go to, they're going to get to the moon before the Russians at a time when it was crazy to think that they were going to beat the Russians. They were so far behind them. And then you explore maybe the dynamics of uh, the Russians themselves, like who was Yuri Gagarin? Uh, you know, how were the cosmonaut? How was the cosmonaut program so far ahead of them? How do they catch up? And then you start to look at well, La Rochelle a few years ago certainly were not the top dogs of Europe. They were not the top dogs of the top fourteen. Um, and so, who are you trying to catch up to? You know, who do you need to maybe push and state those kinds of aims? And there's lots of stuff, obviously, with the actual uh, landing itself. Um, you know the dynamics of the of the crew of uh, when you dig into the, the the personalities and the people there and the invisible astronaut of Michael Collins is one that uh, resonates with lots of people. You start to be able to align this to, to to the group of the challenges that you're facing. So for me, theming where it's most successful is a way of seeing uh, a situation. It is a mindset. It is a perspective. And when you see it in the same way, as I said, there's that alignment and it really resonates the group and it becomes something that no one else is doing. Uh, so much of, of, of high performance environments of professional sport is repetitive, is, is uh, our presentation after presentation is boring, sat in a room. Um, this is different. And it's, it's, as I said, it's, it's old messages in a new way that can bring it to life. Seeing as we're dipping into our uh, pet loves here, your Westmead's <laughs> involvement was a, a one and done or what was the crack with that? Yeah, so um, being a, a, a proud Westmead man, I was delighted to, to, to get the call from Jack Cooney a, f- a few years ago to help him. So um, about two years ago, I did some work. It was the season that was still struck by COVID, so the year before the Talton Cup success last year. And uh, I would have done some work with him in, in the background because while I, while I say I specialize in themes uh, and stories as a communication consultant, I'll look at the dynamics between like how are you interacting with your coaches? I'll do communication systems uh, assessments on the day. I'll think about maybe some of the values and the the messages you're delivering anyway. And so I did that with Jack for a year. And then the following year he came back and said, look, how do we expand this into an actual theme? Uh, And so sitting down with them and the backroom staff, it was fantastic to kind of find what it is they wanted to do and find a story that they belong to, um, which was the story of of courage in Katie Taylor, which ended. And I was delighted to be there again on the day. And as lots of my friends from Mullingar would say, Geez, if I, I never thought Westmead would lift a trophy, and I certainly never thought you'd be on the pitch uh, at the time in Crow Park where it happened. So it was it was great to be part of. Uh, Jack's obviously moved on to a national role, and, and, and Desi's taken over that. And um, you know, Desi would have been a someone I would have bounced an awful lot of ideas off when when we were delivering the Katie Taylor stuff. But 
you know, it, it, you know theming might necessarily be for everyone, or it might be for everyone at this stage. You know, he's he's uh, he's got a big challenge in front of him, uh, and there's a big match this weekend. Again, I'll be I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on. Um, but it, like, so I'm not necessarily working with Westmead this year, so I'm I'm back to being a fan, uh, which is which which is fine too. Yeah, get back in there if the if the success of the other <laughs> year was anything to do by. Uh, are you still teaching? Yes, yeah, so I'm a part-time uh, English teacher as well, and I'm uh, then also running team architecture as well. So, uh, and, and is it that and, is it the dream sorry. that that starts to consume, David? Is that is that is that the ambition? Um, I think it's becoming it's becoming a little bit like that. Like my my plate is getting fuller and fuller. I'm uh, working with an Aussie rules team uh, at the moment, a team in the Premiership next year. Um, I'm doing some work with the backroom staff of Irish Women's Hockey for their Olympic qualifications campaign. So I'm getting busy, which is great. Uh, I do love teaching. Uh, the skills I've learned in teaching help me to support people with their communications and how they present and how they check for understanding and whether messages are really delivered and whether they're really sharp or refined. So I'd be maybe I wouldn't run away from uh, teaching just just yet. But uh, yeah. for the meantime, anyway, I've managed to get a bit of balance, which is good. Is your Premier League team top six, top half? <laughs> uh, sorry, no, that's Rugby the uh, excuse me. Sorry, the Gallagher Rugby Premiership. Sorry, okay, okay. No, 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 no. So uh, there's a, there's been one or two international uh, football coaches in touch with me, but uh, nothing's uh, firmed up with that just yet. It strikes me that your your interest in teaching and, and even history, as you say, David, like ties into it so well. Even other themes that I've read that you've utilised, even Shackleton's escape from the Antarctic, and even the story of Ayrton Senna in Formula One. Like you must, you must, it must be nice to be able to use. I guess your interest in history to develop these you might also t- touch on on totems as well so totems are something I hadn't uh, been familiar with whatsoever um, but the Crusaders would have used for example in relation to Muhammad Ali so maybe tell us what, what exactly a totem is so totem is a is a physical reminder of the of the theme it brings it to life in a subtle way uh, so for example the Crusaders would have given man of the match awards when they were running a Muhammad Ali rumble in the jungle theme they would have given boxing gloves as their man of the match award or it might be a belt if someone has accrued a certain amount of um, a certain amount of man of the match awards for the Ayrton Senna um, team, which I ran with the the rugby club, which I which I, uh, I was coaching at the last few years. We used to give like an, an Ayrton Senna mug. Uh, we had which was to our man of the match. We also actually gave an Alan Prost mug to the opposition man of the match who we would pick because we identified again again the. As much as Senna, uh, for those who've seen the, the documentary about Senna, that Prost might come across as the bad guy, uh, he actually brought the best out in Senna. And there's lots of times where you could argue that Prost was smarter than Senna in certain cases. So we didn't want to completely di- diminish or villainize uh, Prost in that way. So we would use physical reminders of that. And Raj touched on some of the totems that they used in the, obviously in the final with the photographs they brought um, uh, to uh, to Dublin uh, in, in that instance. So totems are just physical reminders of, of the theme. You're not necessarily delivering the story all of the time, but it's a reminder that the story and the idea is present. Don, Donnick Ryan is someone who, has he leaned into it as well? Skin, as Raj would call him? <laughs> yeah, so I... I was actually there uh, when Donica's, it was his first week coaching and he is so hungry to learn. He's a great guy to kind of, um, to, to kind of, to, to, to corny it and ask you again for feedback. He wants to learn so much. And it, it was great actually going out there then a couple of months ago and seeing again that difference 
in how he's come along. So he's very, very interested, I suppose, in, in what I'm doing. Um, he's still very new in coaching. Um, and I suppose he's learning as he goes, but he's just so eager to soak up so much. He, he always says to me, he's like, oh, no, no, my French isn't good enough. And I'm sort of looking at him going, French is about 12 times, uh, 20 times better than mine. So, uh, but obviously he's, he's doing it every day. But he's someone who's very, very interested, again, I suppose, in what myself and Roger are doing. He's a class act for sure. Um, that was brilliant. Really enjoyed getting under the skin of what it was all about, David. And we'll be keeping a close eye on your uh, progress, be it the Premiership or the Premier League. And uh, <laughs> we'll see. hopefully we'll catch up with you again down the line. Thanks a million for jumping on. No worries. Thank you very much. Cheers. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.